0: Thanks for joining us, Nick. How you doing, buddy? Good, guys. How you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good. <laughs> awesome. So so tonight's episode, once again, uh, we have Nick Morris with us. Nick Morris is actually, and th- this is why we're really excited and happy uh, to have him, is that he is an East Coast boy, just like the rest of us here. Nick, where are you from naturally? Like, where are you from originally?
1: Uh, originally, I grew up in Cumberland County, uh, about halfway between Wentworth Valley and Oxford, uh, way, way out in the sticks. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been in uh, Halifax for about 16 years now. Very nice, very nice. So,
0: yeah. from Halifax, local success story. You wrote and sold the script. For what is now known as Becky, it was under a different name previously when you wrote it, though. What was it under?
1: Originally, it was called There Was a Little Girl. (laughs) And for
0: anybody who's seen the movie, you'll understand why that actually kind of plays into the actual title of the script. So very, very good. So, absolutely. So tonight, it's going to be very informal. We're just going to have a bunch of questions. Just answer at your free will, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So, Josh, I do want to throw this over to you first. And the reason oh. being is because oh. Josh
2: <laughs> You really wanna go there? Yeah. So so <laughs> right Nick, the bat. we're we're gonna right have some the we're gonna
0: have some horror questions for you and we're gonna talk like horror fans, but we all just watched Becky because we're actually going to be producing a review video for it as well. So it's great to have okay. you on the show because you got some fucking explaining to do here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat i'm giving you to josh and I, I i'm gonna apologize ahead of time but josh give it to him man give it to him
2: you sir you sir are what we in the industry known as a son of a bitch uh. you, motherfucker. you you motherfucker uh, they asked me uh, the other day they asked me he said what'd you think of it and i just said i'm fucking sour and they're like why why are you sour what's wrong and this is the verbatim what I told him. Oh, shit. I said, I'm sour because this motherfucker pulp fictioned me. I was so involved and loved where the story was going. And then yeah. he bent me over and fucked me. I was waiting, <laughs> hands open, to receive the big payoff for what was worth the king of queens going full Nazi. And instead he slipped a big wiggly dildo right up my poop chute. <laughs>
0: Okay. Cool. So so let's not mix <laughs> let's not mince words here. Josh, you actually liked the movie though, right?
2: Oh, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I loved every step of the way. But you motherfucker. <laughs> you yeah, had me waiting. I was just oh, give me the payoff. Where's the payoff? Oh. Oh. Oh no, roll the credits. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, man. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I don't I don't think that there's actually a question in there, a little rant. It's just a little rant, but it does bring up the biggest question that we all asked amongst ourselves. Well, and before Tim... we
2: ask, I want to know: is this how it was written, or is this something that they took from Hollywood and changed it a bit?
1: Um, this is basically how it was written. Um, honestly, the original draft. Um, the the bad guys the first draft that i wrote the bad guys were not nazis um that was something that uh uh, the producers asked me to do in rewrites um just to give them a little more personality or flavor i guess and um the the key that they're that they're after originally it was like a safe deposit box key you know um and, and I will say that it, I, I never specified in the original script either exactly what that key was for, but after my rewrites were done and uh, the directors came on board and the other writers came on board, the key uh, became this big um, gaudy thing with uh, the Valknut symbol on it and stuff. So it was clearly, you know safe deposit box or whatever it wasn't going to cut it anymore right so um which which makes it interesting when you're thinking about you know the potential for a sequel um but uh but yeah that's that was the deal with that
2: yeah nick i gave you an out all you had to say was yeah you know i read it and uh it was it was
1: Hollywood, uh, Hollywood. <laughs> it's it's my fault. I fucking pulp fiction. <laughs> now, now, did you obviously
3: like? Um, you didn't you didn't put it in the script, but you obviously had a thought process of what was going to be in that safety deposit box, yeah?
1: Yeah, money, um, gold, whatever. You know what? Something that was valuable to them to. To me, it was always just more of a symbolic thing, right? You know, something that uh, uh, that twisted bastards like this will, you know, will kill for or, or or do anything for, you know, to 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 achieve what they want to achieve. And uh, you know, um, it was, you know, uh, it's a MacGuffin, right? Yeah. You know. Um, mm. But to uh, be fair, though,
3: I. I unlike John, I didn't think what it mattered what was in the box. That's not the point no, of the story.
1: It did. You know what I mean, like, right. but but he's he's not alone. A lot of people oh, are. No. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of shit about that key. So no,
2: it's better to not know in reality because if they just opened up and it was a bunch of money, it'd be way right. less. i Oh, lame. exactly
0: right. Yeah. Well, and I'm gonna add to that, and I agree with that sentiment because the big thing is, is there was a particular piece of dialogue in the film that struck me as odd because I was thinking about it the whole time going, what the hell's the key for? What the hell's the key for? And then plain and simple, the characters were asked. And at one point he states that it's something that's going to help with the situation and, 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 and bringing, yeah, bringing the end of like the mixing of races and all this kind of stuff. He's going on about it. And it's like, you know, putting the world back to the way that it was. And it's like, and I'm thinking like Indiana Jones type shit. Like there's some sort of like an Ark of the Covenant type. Holy
4: Grail. You know, some sort (laughs) of
0: a Nazi legend treasure that you pop the key in and all of a sudden like fucking Fourth Reich just born or some shit, you know? Like,
1: wow. And now that that's, you know, that's the key that wound up in the movie. You know, that's almost what it has to be, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's the thought process I had. It's like, you know, this old skeleton key looking thing. And yeah, yeah. okay. So if it's not like, you know, if, if whatever it opens does not come from the, the warehouse that Indiana Jones stores his shit in, <laughs> yeah. then I will be disappointed. <laughs> Period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and in all honesty, that's a conversation that I have not had uh, with the other writers so I don't know if they have a sense of, you know, where they were going with that. But uh, for me, the key was always just symbolic, and it was a MacGuffin pure and simple.
2: Hmm. Okay. I, I hear Disney and Lucas Films are super easy to, to get along with and easy to deal with. So you can definitely make it into an Indiana <laughs> Jones.
4: <style. Yeah>. Indiana, <laughs>
1: They're super lax with their
2: properties. Yeah. Exactly.
4: yeah. Yeah, I hear. You. <laughs> yeah, they won't sue. <laughs> how easy going was it to work with the other writers? Like being a writer yourself, how how, how easy going was it to kinda of collaborate with the other writers? Because you've got a vision for this, right? And and when somebody takes and kind of modifies it a little bit, sometimes people get a little upset, right? So what's your take? Right.
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's a very collaborative process right. after after you've sold the script. Up until that point it's just you. Um, so I mean, um, the script that I sold, um, yeah. you know, they had some, uh, the producers had some minor things that they wanted changed, change some characterization things. Um, and I was under contract to do a couple of rewrites, uh, to take care of that. And once I turned in my last draft, it's kind of mm-hmm. out of my hands now. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, the other writers came on board, uh, with the directors, uh, Carrie and John, uh, mm-hmm. uh, laying in ruckus sky. And, um, they, they kind of amped up the uh, the Nazi stuff a little bit and, uh, and the key, obviously. And there yep. was other things, too, that, you know, uh, for budget reasons and logistics for production and stuff that had to, you know, be dialed back or changed, you know. So it's different than the draft that I turned in, but it's not a lot different. Like, the story oh. is essentially the same, right, Yeah, you know. Um, and from the time that I, uh, that I sold the script to the time we went to production was, uh, was almost three years. So, um, yeah, so, and Tim would probably remember that when I first, uh, uh, came to him, uh, with the script and, um, with some ideas for some, some artwork, um, Becky was quite a bit younger than, Mm. uh, than she winds up being in the movie. Um, and that's largely because, um, uh, the, the producers wanted Lulu Wilson, uh, right out of the gate. That was the first name they said. Uh, they sent the, a very early draft of the script to her, and uh, and she was on board right out of the gate. And then, cut to three years later, you know, now she's not 11, she's uh, she's 13, almost 14. So, and uh, yeah, some things like that, some things with the location, you know, were different than what I wrote. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it's it's the same it's the same story. Ooh. Oh,
3: I felt that when I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, this is almost the same." Like, aside from some details and all yeah. that, um, it, it's exactly how you pitched it to me. Which is yeah, like, and this whole experience has been very surreal, just because like you know, hey, can you do some artwork? Yeah, 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 right. And I yeah. did it, and awesome, good luck. I hope you get your 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 movie made or whatever. And then I find out. Oh shit, it's getting made. Then I'm watching it with my kid, who he, he, my kid loved it because he's 13, right? So he was like, he was like, man, he goes, I'm the same age as Becky. And I go, technically, Anthony, you were the first visual representation of Becky. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, when I drew that poster, I used him. I just took a couple and used him as reference, right? So I was like, technically, you're the first Becky. And he's like, what? <laughs> it was
1: funny but um yeah 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 it's uh it's been totally surreal for me too man every step of the way oh. um you know it's uh it all happened very fast uh out of the gate and then boom you're sitting for 2 to 3 years waiting for updates and you know and then finally things start happening and we're shooting in august and you know we was going to come up I was shot in Burlington, Ontario, Burlington and Hamilton, and uh, maybe a little bit in Toronto. I think that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was it was definitely funny because there's there's something that uh, the guys make fun of me for
1: all the damn
0: time. It's whenever I I see like a yeah, I know, like it's it's, it could be a multitude of things, but essentially (laughs) it was uh, whenever I see a trailer for something I really like. So I actually sent the trailer around to the guys, and I was like. Guys, you gotta check this out. Kevin James is a, like a Nazi, and Tim's like, "Fuck Kevin James. I hate that King of Queens guy." So then, all of a sudden, Tim watched the trailer and he goes, "Wait a fucking minute! This, go, is like, yeah. this is the movie! Did, this is the I just
3: movie! This is the movie!" And I was like,
4: "What?" I go, "Yeah." yeah.
3: But uh, the last time. But I also, that, like, I liked how they fucking they kept your name as the tagline, like the original name for the story.
1: Yeah. As the yeah.
3: tagline i right. I thought that was a license. That was cool.
1: I was happy to see that on the poster too. Uh, Probably the last time that we were talking about it, Tim, um, Simon Pegg was involved and he, he was uh, originally supposed to play the, the, the main leader villain character, Um, but scheduling or something, he couldn't, he couldn't make it happen. Um, And uh, Kevin was on board to play the dad role and he asked you know when when Simon was out he asked if he could read for the bad guy part and and he did and obviously they were impressed with it and he, he really blew everybody away on set you know yeah. cuz no i don't think anybody was really sure what to expect right but yeah
3: but i mean those are usually the best kind of I don't want to say it was a breakout role. The guy's been around for years, but, <laughs> right. I, I, you know, breaking away from the mold that he's created with his career of being a comedian, very lighthearted, you know, an Adam Sandler, funny fat um, guy. you know, yeah, the yeah. funny fat guy. Yeah.
2: Paul Mart
3: Nazi. Yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was, he was definitely a presence in the movie and like, I was like, damn, he can grow a beard, man. Like yeah. it's epic. No, we yeah, he was he was really good. He he basically changed my opinion of him. Like I like Kevin James now. So
1: yeah, I was I was pretty impressed, man. I mean, he uh, he played it uh, pretty cool and understated. You know, he easily could have gone the other way and you know been the you know scenery chewing, mustache twirling villain type, but yeah. uh, uh, but he wasn't, and uh, and it, it just kind of adds to it and makes him a little more creepy and intimidating, I think.
2: Definitely,
1: absolutely um so then you know
0: the, the the obvious question that a lot of people ask and i'm gonna have to ask this one too is you know did you go through like any kind of like a publicist or or what what did you do to actually catch the eye of people with this script
1: yeah it's um i that's only uh that was only the second script i ever wrote actually and um I had uh, submitted it to, uh, like, a screenwriting blog um, called Script Shadow. It's uh, uh, pretty, you know, pretty popular. Um, gets a lot of eyeballs. You know, producers check it out. And, uh, you know, if you kind of uh, – they receive a bunch of amateur scripts and kind of pit them against each other, and, you know, the community can vote on them anyways – uh, mine was featured there uh, this one particular weekend uh, in the summer of 2017 and and uh, happened to catch the eye of a producer that connected with it and and uh, he called me that same weekend about it wow. that's impressive yeah. that's,
0: that's awesome. awesome so basically yeah, you, know, you, you went and you did your own thing and it stood on its merits and uh, and uh, somebody noticed it right off the bat that's that's a yeah. true true success in my opinion I mean, it's not like you went, you know, and spent years trying to hawk it at uh, multiple different, you know, publishers who aren't doing anything for you, or publicists that, you know, aren't really kind of working the, the room for you. This was right. you standing on your own two feet, and you got noticed. That's good. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's there's so many uh, would-be screenwriters out there that, you know, I've got, I have so many friends that have have gone all in on this thing, and you know packed up and moved to la and they've been at it for 20 years and working on backlots and interning with agencies and whatever they can do to just try and try and get a foothold right mm-hmm. um you know it's tough you know it's it's so much of it is about luck and just happening to have the right project in front of the right set of eyeballs at the right time right yeah yeah it's pretty oh. crazy
0: so
4: let's talk do you think that they're Sorry, Adam. So you go ahead, Aaron. Well, I didn't want to get like I'm not getting political or anything with this, but are you getting is there any like uh, backlash or anything with the subject matter that's in on this film, really? Or I mean it's it is fiction, right stuff. So Yeah. You yeah. know. I mean it's it, it seemed to come out right as things not right as things, but you know how the world is going right now? Like it's just mm-hmm. it's a mess, right? And yeah. It seems to be like I watched it for the first time yesterday and I'm like, Oh, good grief. This is uh, whew, this is touching on some serious stuff right now.
3: Right. You know what I mean,
2: so. it's not like they portray the Nazis as good guys. <laughs> oh,
4: no,
3: but, and also, uh, I, I one thing good yeah. there for
4: anybody, right?
2: No, true. Things, right? Yeah, true.
3: Yeah, uh, But I also found that it was very nuanced. Like, yeah. the the little kind of racial speech he he gives at the the start, where he's there talking about the dogs, mm. and then looks at them as in to imply. Right. Like, yes. that was, I was like, damn, like, what yeah. a way to be racist without being all in your face with it, right? right.
0: Yeah, because he could have yeah. absolutely been the typical Hollywood Nazi where he's like walking yeah. around, you know, dropping, dropping racial slurs and racial slurs and, all and kind of
3: stuff. Yeah. You know, but yeah. no, he yeah. was,
0: he was very poignant about it because, well, I mean, he was a very, very, very uh, smart character in the way that he did things. Like he said multiple times in the movie, he spent, you know, thousands of hours nine years plus basically planning the perfect situation the last thing he was going to do was let his mouth get him get himself in trouble right Right, i mean he was going to work on it exactly as he needed to get exactly what he needed to get done done and that was just what it was so yeah i can definitely appreciate the fact that he was very cool calm and collective about it and yeah
1: yeah yeah and the the thing with a story like this, you know, where she's, she's so young and it's so violent, you've, you've really got to hate these bad guys, right, in order to kind of get on board with it. And, um, yeah, you know, it's... It does, uh, really
4: well. it does. I mean, you get kind of a little, you know, you get kind of unbalanced with, um, with Apex a bit. Like, you're like, oh, right. man. Like, you know, like, yeah. I... You know, do better in his life and and you know so you kind of dip your, your emotions kind of dip a little bit and you're like oh man like he's yeah. just trying to get from this crap
1: right i had to give a character act to at least one of them but you know, <laughs> no, i thought
4: that was perfect man you gave it to the like the six foot ten behemoth there right. Right? robert, you know, robert yeah.
1: myette
4: yeah. yeah the
1: beast yeah yeah, yeah. i've uh, actually i've taken more shit about uh about uh the death of the dog than anything else yeah. As, you know. as you would, I mean, yeah. people people get it's very attacked. It's a horror movie, you gotta kill the dog. Again, right, you know, and <laughs> it just, it serves to motivate her more, you know. Well, um, yeah, Even, well, yeah my son people, watched people the movie. are really sensitive about that.
0: Yeah, my son was watching the movie, and when the dog died, my son went, what, you don't kill the dog! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I, I keep asking myself, like, did did the writers and the producers of John Wick take this much shit? You know <laughs> yeah. about that was a puppy, right? And it was brutal. <laughs>
0: yeah, slightly. Uh, no, it was. Um, there, there were definitely there were two two. Uh, kind of moments that kind of took me back uh i mean there's some really good moments in the movie that but there were two moments that actually kind of went oh this is not going the direction i thought it would one was when the father actually bites it because i was like okay this is definitely going a different direction she's orphaned at this point like she she has yeah. nothing to 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 you know to to basically live for at this point like it's just kill these bastards now And the second one was when you give the character arc to Apex, Robert Mayette's character. And at the very end, she blows his head off. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, I was thinking to myself, it's going to be one of those redemption moments. She just saved her life. But she was just like, bam. And then she has this screaming fit. And I'm like, okay,
2: (laughs) get it out, girl. How fucking full on crazy is Becky at the end of this movie? Like, she's lost her marbles at this point. Oh, she's
3: yeah, smir- she's smirking and everything she know? because when she's getting interviewed, she she knows what she's doing. Oh, when yeah, she's doing the interview, right? Yeah. Well,
0: and knows what she's and the, the 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 father's girlfriend even specifically <laughs> says. You have no clue who you just, you know, you just killed the father of somebody that you have no clue who she is. She is vindictive and intelligent and all this. And I'm like, okay, this woman hasn't known Becky for that long and she already <laughs> knows this shit about her? Like, this kid's <laughs> right. obviously made an impression at one point.
2: Yeah. 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 At one point, she opens up, like, her little chest of drawers or whatever and she's got, like, a little animal skull. Yeah. So, is she, like, buddy. a full-on, like, serial killer in the making and she... <laughs> killed animals as a little girl like what
1: she, uh, she's got some anger issues you know um the uh yeah you know it's it, did she kill that or did she just find it you know who knows but uh, either way well yeah. you you know Yeah, you know yeah. don't <laughs> don't <laughs> pussyfoot around this <laughs> you know. I, I just i just imagined that it was just something that she found you know and thought was cool you know in a dark twisted kind of way and yeah. And threw it in the little treasure box, right? But, sure. uh, yeah, you know, but you can read into that what you will. Maybe she's, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> even further gone. <sighs>